Hello and welcome from Mount Pleasant Baptist Church. This podcast you're about to hear was recorded at our Kublup campus. So sit back, relax, and enjoy what God has to say to you. Hi and welcome to Online Church. Who would have ever thought we'd be in this situation once again? That's the reality we live in. I want to share with you about the kingdom of God and also about bearing fruit in the kingdom of God. We're told that when we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, we start living a life that's pleasing to God. Some find it to be really hard work and uh, drudgery, as it were. And it's all about these rules and regulations that I have to abide by. Well, I'm not sure if that's the truth, because living in the kingdom of God as a child of God uh, has a different perspective. And that's what I want to share with you uh, today. It's the start of a new year, and uh, I've started getting phone calls on people wanting to sell me things. Uh, I've looked online to buy certain items, and I I managed to buy a a light online, a bicycle light online. And it looks fantastic. The advertising is amazing. So I bought one. Unfortunately, what I got inside was not exactly what was online. It was something that's a little bit more fake. It's not the genuine thing. And so how does one live a life pleasing to God? How does one live a life that, that represents the kingdom of God and a man living in the kingdom of God? Well, Galatians chapter 5, verses 16 to 26, talks about that. And let me read the passage to you. Paul writing to the church in Galatia saying, So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. He says the acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions and envy, drunkenness, orgies and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. Friends, I live... Uh, in a suburb where we have rules and regulations. In your suburb, there are rules and regulations. They are put about by the city council and we abide by them. And so they're not good for the city council, they're good for us. And so it is with the kingdom of God. Uh, It's the principles that we need to abide by in the kingdom of God, not for God's sake, but for our sake. And as you can see in that slide, there are three Greek words that are connected to each other. The word vasilia is the Greek word for kingdom. The word vasilias, which means king. And the word vasilefs, which means to reign or to rule. And so in the vasilia, in the kingdom of God, 
There is a king, Vasilya, his name is Jesus. And he, Vasilevs, he reigns and he gives us these principles to follow in the word of God. And so as we abide by these principles, by these uh, life-giving rules and regulations, that's how we are able to function in the kingdom of God. And no wonder Paul writes in, in Galatians 5 verse 25, since we live by the Spirit, and the word lives our, since we we breathe real, genuine life by the Spirit. Why? Because we're part of the kingdom of God. Let us keep in step. Let us, stihio is the word there. Let us walk in such a way that it turns out well because it's part of the kingdom of God. Let us go in order like a soldier that uh, is uh, following in his platoon in a row. That's what that word means. Let us walk so it turns out well. And let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. And so he's saying there are certain things that we do in the kingdom of God that are beneficial. And that's how we can bear the fruit of the kingdom of God. But if we don't, then we do the works of the flesh. And so when you buy fruit in a grocery store, you'll see a little stick on it. it means that someone uh, somewhere between the tree and the store Someone inspected it and it looks good and it's edible. And so when it comes to people, Jesus said, we're all to be uh, fruit bearers and fruit inspectors. Uh, like it says in Matthew 7, 16, by their fruit, you will recognize them. Jesus said that on the Sermon on the Mount. By the fruit, we will be able to be recognized. The word recognize, epignosco, it means the people will know about us, they will perceive us, they will know because of the certain way we live our lives. And so Paul had that in mind. No wonder he wrote uh, about the works of the flesh. And there they are listed for you. The works of the flesh uh, in chapter 5, verses 90 to 21. And the word works is actually the word erga, which means that the products the acts, the deeds of the flesh. And that word flesh is a word sarks, which is different from the word body, which is soma. Sarks has to do with, with the natural human being who's not part of the kingdom of God. Soma has got to do with the body. You cut it, it bleeds. But the flesh is something that's connected uh, to the heart that's in rebellion to the kingdom of God. It's in rebellion to the spirit. It's in rebellion to the fruit of the spirit that Paul is about to list as well. But here he says, these are the works, uh, the erga, the business, the products, the deeds of the flesh. And he says, there's um, immorality and impurity. And there they are listed uh, from a sexual perspective, a religious perspective, uh, with reference to society, and then also with reference to alcohol. And there they're listed there. But he says, but the fruit of the spirit. On the contrary, the fruit, and the word fruit is not plural. So you'll hear many people will say fruits of the spirit. It's not fruits, it's singular, it's fruit. So if you're part of the kingdom of God, we are to bear all nine fruit of the spirit. And that's got to do with, with uh, the, the effects of being part of the kingdom of God, the advantage and the profits that come from living as a man or woman of God. And he says that these are the nine fruit, love, joy, peace, which has got to do with our relationship to God. 
and then patience, kindness, and goodness. It's our relationship to, to others. And then the last three, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, have got to do with our relationship to self. And so th that's the works of the flesh versus the fruit of the Spirit. And he says, if you're part of the kingdom of God, those works of the flesh should be uh, painful for us to conduct because they're not part of the kingdom of God, although they come so easily and are very attractive. But the fruit that we're all supposed to have are those nine fruit of the Spirit. So how does one uh, bear this fruit? Well, point number one, fruit is proof of my relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, it's God's plan that we are to be successful and fruit-bearing. And so uh, he, he says that we are to be fruitful in John 15, verse 8. Jesus said, this is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. And so uh, the proof is in uh, the, the pudding. You know, you can't say that you're one thing and demonstrate something else. That's called hypocrisy. But it is genuine uh, fruit bearing that brings an attraction. And so spiritual growth comes from bearing fruit and that attracts other people and reproduces more. And so it's called discipleship. People will be attracted to us from a spiritual perspective. And so they see that we are genuine, that we're not fake that we, are, uh, we, we won't melt when the sun shines upon us, as it were. We're not hypocrites, and they will be attracted to us. They will want what we have. And so like an apple tree produces many apples. So Christians should be an attraction to the world, and others will come to Christ. And so the church is, should exist to attract people into the kingdom of God. One Christian should be an attraction to another person who too will want to be like them. You see, what he's saying is here that fruit produces more fruit and it's healthy and it's good. Uh, when you go to an apple tree, you don't see spaghetti hanging on the apple tree. No, an apple tree produces fruit. A pear tree produces pears. Uh, and so it is in the kingdom of God. And so uh, somebody wrote, uh, and let me read it to you, it says, one of the largest and oldest grapevines in the world can be seen just outside of the city of London. It's called the Great Vine at Hampton Court. It was planted in 1768, and some of the branches are over 60 meters long. The vine is protected year-round by a custom-designed greenhouse, and it talks about one trunk and all these different fruit, and all uh, each year... As that vine is trimmed, it's refreshed for the next year. And each year it produces about 360 kilograms of grapes, delicious grapes. Um, and most of those branches are far from the trunk, but that's their source. And, and I think what I want to uh, show you by this illustration is, is that, you know, it's got to do with our relationship with Christ, that the closer we are to Christ, the more spiritual fruit or fruit of the Spirit we can produce. And so uh, the, the branch that's way out there, that's quite far from the branch, produces fruit because it's attached to the trunk. It's attached to the source. And you and I can easily become superficial. Uh, we can speak the right church language. 
we can think that we're religious and, and fake it, but you know what? At the end of the day, the genuine child of God is part of the kingdom of God and they bear much fruit. Secondly, I can't produce fruit. I need to bear fruit that Jesus produces. Let me say that again. I can't produce fruit. I bear fruit that Jesus produces. You see, I can't make fruit. I'm the one that is the bearer of fruit. Why? Because I'm attached to the branch. I'm a vine in the branch. And so as I'm attached to that, I can bear fruit. And so you think, well, today I must be completely loving and totally joyful and, and absolutely peaceful. And I'll wake up in the morning and that's what I want to do. That's, and then the first obstacle comes and I just mess it all up because it's drudgery if I try and do it in my own strength. Let me say this. The one you're rooted in will determine the fruit that you bear. Can I say that again? The one you're rooted in, the one that you're planted in, will determine the fruit that you bear. Jesus said it this way in John 15, 4. No branch can bear fruit by itself. That word bear, Pharaoh, it can't fetch, it can't uh, allow fruit to hang on it. And there's a picture there, the word Pharaoh, uh, like a ship that carries people from one place to another place. That's what it means. And so it can't bear fruit. If that ship cannot do it successfully, if it's got a hole in it, it will sink. And so just as you and I bear fruit, why? When we remain in the vine, Jesus says, neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. And that word remain is the word menor. It's if you do not depart from me. And so... A ship will carry its people from one destination to another. Why? Because it's created to do that. And so we are to bear fruit. We are created to do that in the kingdom of God. So the biggest mistake you and I can make about the fruit of the Spirit is that we think that we can manufacture it. There is no factory that manufactures fruit. Absolutely not. Fruit can't be manufactured. You never see a fruit factory. So what a fruit factory does is, is actually sort them out, good fruit and bad fruit, but you can't manufacture it. And so it's only God who does that. He is the one that manufactures the fruit within us. Another story, a village leader from a remote area of Nepal visited a modern city for the first time. He was fascinated by the electric lights, which he had never seen. He was amazed he could flip a switch on the wall and a small ball of glass in the ceiling would shine brightly. With the little money the village had given him, he went into a hardware store, bought a few light bulbs and a plastic wall switch. The story goes that he went home and he did whatever he needed to do and set it all up. Finally said, watch this. And he flipped the switch. Nothing happened, of course. What he didn't know was that the switch and the bulbs were useless unless they were connected to the source of power, electricity. And so we will not bear fruit if we're not plugged in, as it were, uh, to the one who bears, who, who is the one that allows us to bear fruit. And his name is Jesus. That's how the kingdom of God works. Thirdly, Branches that are pruned produce more fruit. John 15, Jesus mentions three levels of fruitfulness. He speaks about bearing fruit, 
talks about bearing much fruit and the third level, bearing more fruit. And so he says in chapter 15, verse 2 of the Gospel of John, every branch that does not, oh, sorry, let me read that again. Every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes. And the word prunes is the word kathero, uh, which means to, he cleanses it of filth and impurity, uh, whilst it becomes useless. Uh, if, the, if there is any dirt on it or if there are worms on it, they'll eat the, the fruit and they'll eat the leaves. So what he does is he prunes, cleanses them so that it will bear even more fruit. And the word more is the word pleon, which means superior. It means better quality, more excellent fruit. And friends, I don't know about you, but I don't like being pruned in the spirit. It's like a gardener going in and having to prune a rose bush. And unless that gardener prunes that rose bush, it won't bear better roses the next season. And so when that great creator of the universe comes with those big clippers, uh, garden clippers, spiritual garden clippers, as it were, and comes to want to prune uh, things in my life, I say, no, Lord, please, no. But I know it's because he loves me that he does that. He loves me. And folk, you can see people who have struggled on this earth. They are able to turn to God, or those who have turned to God are able to realize that it was not for nothing. It seems that it's counterintuitive, but friends, that's how the kingdom of God works. God doesn't just want us to be mediocre. He wants us to, produ to produce the best fruit, the pleon, the superior, the better than fruit. And friends, that's how it is. When we're part of the kingdom of God, we understand God's pruning. Finally, my main responsibility is to remain firmly connected to Jesus. That's what Jesus says in John 15 verse 5. He said, I'm the vine, you're the branches. If a person remains, the word remains, abides, continues in me, and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart, the word apart means without me, choris, it's to separate and set apart. Without me, Jesus says, you can do nothing. And friends, God is a loving God. He loves us. And he doesn't just want us to stay near him. He wants us to abide in him. And the word abide is, is connected to, to remaining in him. And so I, I go on holiday and I go to a different place, but I always return to my home. And that's what's uh, the, the background to this word. To, to, although we go away, we always come back to him. We remain in him. Why? Because he is the one that we are dependent on. That's what it means to be part of the kingdom of God. I have my own goals, I have my own priorities, I have my own plans, but if I'm not in line with the goals, plans and priorities of the kingdom of God that we go side by side, it's going to be really hard to produce fruit. And so the challenge always comes when I try and live the fruit of the Spirit. In my own strength, I will fail. But by the power that comes through the Holy Spirit as a child of the kingdom of God, I'm able to live out the fruit of the Spirit.
love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And Jesus says that he will help me to do that. I don't know how to explain it to you, but I can sit in the lotus position and I can speak mantras all day long, but unless I'm connected to him, unless I'm abiding in him, it's going to be hard to produce fruit. I've got a, a vacuum cleaner here. It's nice, it's attractive. I know what a vacuum cleaner does. It cleans. And I can go vroom vroom all day long and it won't work. Unless it's plugged in and unless it's switched on, only then will I receive the power to be able to vacuum or the machine will receive that power. And so it is in the kingdom of God. When I'm plugged into him, when I am uh, abiding in him, so I will receive the power through the Holy Spirit to be able to live out the requirements of the kingdom of God. It should not be drudgery. It should be good news and it should be of benefit to me and those who come into contact with me. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for your love. Thank you that we are able to come and depend on you because you are king in the kingdom. You reign supreme. Help us to be attracted to you, to draw closer and closer to you, that we might bear the fruit of the Spirit and might be an attraction to the world. Help us, Lord, we pray, because we cannot do it in our own strength. To you be the glory, in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. We hope you enjoyed this podcast brought to you from Mount Pleasant Baptist Church. Our prayer is that what was said today inspires you and strengthens you in your faith. If you would like to talk to someone about what you've heard today, you can contact the team during office hours on the number you can find on our website at mounties.org.au. Thanks for joining us. We look forward to having your company again soon. God bless.